This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. And I, I just, are you doing something different with your hair? Or? I just got to – you look fantastic. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Now I see the sparkle in your eye. It's game week. Well, you're in luck because we're going to talk all about Arkansas and Western Carolina today. Danny West is going to hop on and talk some recruiting. Andrew Ellis is going to join us also to talk a little bit about Razorback football as well. All that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, of course, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live, also available on YouTube. Follow both of those pages. Hit this, the like button or the uh, thumbs up button, whatever they call it, on both of those channels if you haven't done so already. And take a moment also to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done so. Subscribe, hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Just take a moment and do it right now. Most people that watch the videos aren't even subscribed. Just real quick, I'll wait for you. Okay, appreciate that. I really do. I really do appreciate that. We're also available on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't taken a moment to throw us a five-star review, we'd certainly love to have that from you as well. Five-star review, subscribe, all of those kind of things. Let other people know about the show. If they don't know already, ask them. Ask them if they know. Hey, if you watched Hog, Hog Sports Live, you might want to check it out. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to that. It's important. It's important for us to get our message out there and you guys are the best way to help us do that. Uh, get your questions in if you got some, because we're going to get to those too if we have time. Hopefully we will. But first, what do we want to talk about? The depth chart that was released. The game has been moved to noon. Okay, first of all, it was a 3 o'clock game. They have moved it to noon. Uh, that basically is about humidity. Now, the game is on SEC Network+. Plus. I'll let you guys know how to access the game. I'll probably put something up here Thursday. But if you have SEC Network, like you can get it on your regular channel guide, then you will be able to access SEC Network Plus to watch the game. And I'll put together a video for you all to, to see that. They put the depth chart out. There's a lot of ores on this one. I could probably eliminate a lot of those for you. Um, I'll start at wide receiver. There's three transfers on offense, seven on defense. Possibly seven, because there are a lot of ores on this depth chart. But you got Andrew Armstrong, uh, Isaac Tesla, they're going to start. They've got Isaiah Satania or Jaden Wilson starting in the slot. It's going to be it's going to be Isaiah Satania. Unless they come out with some kind of weird formation or maybe some special play or something for Jaden Wilson. But for all intents and purposes, the starter is going to be Isaiah Satania. Um, they've got Andrew Chambly and, and Devon Manuel listed as or at left tackle. You know, Manuel's been banged up a little bit. He's had a couple of different issues that have that have slowed him uh, these last couple of weeks. And Chambly has stepped in nicely. Now, when both of these guys are healthy, it's going to be Devon Manuel. They really like what Chambly's done. Could be like a reward for everything that you've done in the meantime. Still think Chambly's about a year away before you say, this is a guy for us. You know, I think he's on that trajectory, on that path. Uh, but kind of like Manuel, too, last year. He wasn't quite ready to step into that. Uh, but, you know – for all intents and purposes, as we get through the season, Devon Manuel is your starting left tackle. They've got five tight ends listed here. Luke has is the starter, Francis Sherman, and then it's backs, gums, or Washington. So a lot of um, a lot of oars on offense. Defense, I, the one that I thought was pretty interesting is Chris Paul or Jaheim Thomas. Paul's been banged up a little bit. I think, And they've got Jordan Crook locked in as a starter at the other spot. I think what we'll end up seeing when they're both healthy – is Chris Paul and Jaheim Thomas. Antonio Greer has been banged up. It's unfortunate. Some, you know, backups here and there, like uh, Ladarius Bishop or Keon Stewart. They got Keon Stewart listed as an or as a third team on two different spots. I think he'll end up being a second-team guy for him. Jaden Johnson is listed as an or with Hudson Clark. 
Jaden Johnson been starting a lot here lately, but that's good to see him, you know, battling there because they need some competition at that spot. And, you know, Hudson Clark, probably the most underappreciated Razorback on the team, um, and Jaden Johnson kind of took a step back last year. Special teams, pretty much everything in order. I was surprised not to see Jalen Braxton as an option, maybe not a starter on kickoff return or punt return because they have been talking about him a lot, but it's Isaiah Satania in both of those roles. Maybe there's an opportunity for him to get like an all-SEC nod or something as a return guy. That would be kind of cool since he is doing both. It's been a while since Arkansas had somebody doing both. You guys know my stance on kickoff returns, though. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see anybody. Dating back to 2010, every rule that they've made for kickoff return, every rule that they've made has been to try to get you to stop doing it, you know. You know, I think one of the interesting things about this defense is are they going to be improved from last year? And to me, I don't think you can say are they going to be improved from last year because if this defense stinks this year, it's going to be on their own merit. It's not going to be because they also stunk last year and it just bled over because everything's so different. I mentioned, you know, probably seven different starters out of the transfer portal on this defense. You know, total, I think, you know, you, I think I'm including McLaughlin and – and uh, Landon Jackson. But really, like, if you look at last year's defense, like, who are you pulling back from last year? Landon Jackson, who started seven games for him, about 236 pounds, now he's 283. Uh, Dwight McLaughlin, who is a preseason All-SEC pick. I think he got All-SEC by coaches or something last year also. So those two guys. And then, you know, a lot of the other pieces, I think you're taking kind of the best pieces that you had from last year's defense. Obviously, you lose Drew Sanders. That's that's going to hurt. But, uh, you know, you bring in a lot of guys. You've got Hudson Clark from last year's defense who wasn't near the biggest problem that they had in the secondary. They had a lot of problems in the secondary. It wasn't, wasn't just because of Hudson Clark, even though he catches most of the flack for it for some reason. Uh, defensive line, you've, you've totally retooled so much on the defensive line, just the overall depth that you're bringing in. I think if this defense stinks, it'll be based on their own merit. New defensive coordinator, new passing game coordinator, new secondary coach. The only guy back on the defense from a coaching standpoint is the only position group where they needed a little continuity, and that's defensive line. There are redshirt seniors on this defense, okay, on this defensive line who are, for the first time in their Razorback careers, going to be coached by the same guy in back-to-back years. That's insane. So, actually needed a little bit of continuity on the defensive line and got that. Should be a much faster defense also. Should be a lot faster. Ozark's go is really fast. They just installed multi-gig for me. So, I had the gigabit internet, which is lightning fast. Like, for most applications, most people – Gigabit internet is going to feel like instantaneous. If you're like me and you use internet everywhere and, you know, you've got, you know, family members using it, you're streaming stuff all the time. My security system uses a lot of Wi-Fi stuff. Obviously, I want super fast speeds on this. Then I use the multi-gig, which they recently installed. I thought gigabit was pretty fast, and it is. It is fast. But multi-gig is instant, like not even I thought I had instant, and this is instant. <laughs> like the bandwidth also, everything is going to work uh, with Gigabit. You can reach out to those guys at 479-684-4900, or you can go to ozarksgo.net slash hog, that's H-A-W-G, and find out more about Ozarks Go Internet. Uh, I think it's a great service. I've been using these guys for two years before they reached out to me about advertising on the site. Uh, I was already using them. Uh, I used to always say I've never had an outage and just transparency. I did have an outage. Now they sent me about 30 different things. It felt like, but a lot of things saying, Hey, we're going to have an outage. You know, this is scheduled between, you know, like midnight and one o'clock or something like that. But they let me know. I knew well and clear that, you know, I wasn't getting on the internet at midnight that night. So, uh, but other than that, I've had 100% uptime, never had a problem. Two of the nicest guys you ever meet came and and installed the multi-gig for me. Um, yeah, just never had a problem. Local company also. Local company, not going to jack up your rates in year two, bring you on some discounted rate. Year two comes around and they just skyrocket. You can get the same rate. You can get the same rate the next year. So uh, local company, you got a problem, you're going to talk to somebody from around here also, somebody who probably wants to talk to you about Razorbacks if you got some time to. So uh, check out our friends at Ozarks Go for your internet. Best internet service I've had. And that's not me just saying that. That's the truth.
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. All right, let's get to Danny. Y'all want to talk some recruiting? Arkansas had a couple of commitments from class of 2026 kids, and not just not just guys, but like studs, like guys that have a ton of options. For those of you who don't follow Danny West, you can follow him at Danny West 24/7. He's the Hog Sports recruiting analyst, been at this for a number of years now. And really does it better than anybody in the country, in my opinion. Danny, how you doing, brother? Doing great, man. What's going on? Well, I was just talking about the value of Ozarks Go Internet and how I, I just recently got the multi-gig. It's fantastic. I don't know what you're working with, Danny, but uh, if it's in your area, northwest Arkansas generally, they're get, they're pushing out a little bit to, to Rogers and other areas and stuff, but uh, it's a great service. Danny, I want to jump in with recruiting with you. Not, okay. su- not sure what you got going on over there, but you're rattling around. Sorry about that. Bumped into something. <laughs> Bear Mc... Let's start with the last one. Or do you want to start with the first one? You want to start with Lockett or McWhorter? Uh, we can start with Tay. Let's go with Tay Lockett. 5'11", 175 athlete. I don't know if we did... I don't know if we caught Tay last week or not. I don't know if we yeah, did. Let's sure. go ahead and do it anyway. Anyway, yeah, we can talk about Tay big time. Uh, 2026. Now, I know out there, Trey. I've seen it quite a few times over the last week or so. You know, they picked up two... Big time 2026 commitments, and I see fans go, well, it's hard to get excited. Well, they could have gone to Georgia and USC, yeah. you know. You have no <laughs> so, reason. You wouldn't even be just, talking whether or not you should be getting excited. You wouldn't even be talking about them. So, I mean, you know how it is with, with certain fans, man. You just can't please them. But oh, I yeah. thought it's it's just been an incredible start. And, hey, I'll be the first to tell you, um, I should know uh, – I've seen it quite a few times. I know there's a chance that these guys may not make it to signing day with Arkansas, but I think there's a lot of reasons for both of them, uh, uh, you know, to be optimistic about both of them and Arkansas's chances at keeping them because obviously with Tay, his mother being from the state, being a uh, Valonia product herself and still having so much family right there around Little Rock, Cabot, Conway area. Uh, man, family ties and, you know, those family connections helped Arkansas get him on campus twice this past spring. So, you know, with that one, I think uh, the family ties give you a shot to, to see this thing go the distance with Tay. But, man, the kid could have gone to USC, Oregon. Those places are a lot closer to home. You yeah. know, he could have gone to Georgia, Florida State, could have flew right over you too. So Yeah, Miami, Michigan, Miami, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Oregon, Tennessee, Texas A&M. I mean, this is a list for a 2026 kid to have the lit- Auburn. I mean, it's impressive. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as, as far as a player, we call him an athlete. Looking at him as a DB, probably going to grow into a safety spot at some point. So, you know, that's another angle that we don't talk so much about, but there's a lot of first uh, here. You know, how many times do you see Arkansas go to California? I think Blake Johnson, the punter, was the last one yeah. back in 2014, 15, somewhere in there. Yeah. So uh, it's been a while. I feel uh, like Kiro was at a junior college in California. Kiro was. Uh, <laughs> but he's from Baltimore. Uh, Bass was. Sebastian Tritola yeah. was for a bit there. Um I mean, you could go back. Wasn't Darius uh, Vanette at one point? Was he not a, a Cali, might have been. Yeah. Cali guy? I yeah, think he went to. 
anyway, uh, few and far between either way. Uh, they've they've missed on some Cali guys, Juco too. But um, yeah, you know, just kind of cool. We think somebody asked him a couple of weeks ago, asked Coach Pittman, you know, are you are you planning on trying to recruit California? And lo and behold, a couple weeks later, yeah. he ends up with a massive commitment. Yeah. Massive. Again, I know it's 2026, but heck yeah, man, that's a big time pickup for Arkansas. And then of course we can well, transition. Well, well, Danny, I mean, like. It's weird that you'd get back to back guys out of the twenty six. I mean, that's jumping so far yeah. there, but yeah, the uh, the next guy's an animal. Yeah, he is. Hey, did you watch his film yesterday? Somebody posted it. Uh, Bear McWhorter. Yeah, I've seen him enough to know. I've watched him for two years now, so it really wasn't surprising to me. Saw him again at camp this past summer, and again, you're talking about a situation where yeah, he's a long way out. And he's a long way from home, being from Cartersville, Georgia, Cass High School. Mm -hmm. But here's another case where you're you're getting him to campus super early. Uh, I mean, you you take a step back and kind of ask yourself, why are we seeing this now? I think it's a there's a combination of, of two things specifically. First of all, those early visits, you know, you deal with some of that. Obviously, uh, this kid started going to camp under Coach Pitt. I want to say over at Georgia. And uh, two years ago, as a, going into his freshman year, I think a lot of people recall Bear, his family anyway, paid for a billboard right there in northwest Arkansas oh, yeah. with this picture up there and said, Coach Pittman, I want an Arkansas offer. I didn't and even put that are. together, Danny. I didn't, know that, I didn't remember that was him. Okay. That's the kid. So here we are a little over two years later, and uh, they've got him. You know, and mm -hmm. I, I think back to last month, his sister – on Twitter, put out a uh, put out a tweet and said, "Hey, it's time for me to submit my application for my first college." And who did she tag? Sam Pittman in Arkansas, and that's where she, uh, you know, at least wants to apply. I'm not going to speak for the young lady. I don't know her plans, but that stood out to me at the time about a month ago when she tweeted that. I said, "Hey, that's that's notable. You know, mm -hmm. sister might be going to Arkansas. Keep an eye on old Bear. I think he's been up here five or six times, Trey." And, that's the key, man. You got to get them on campus early. Get to them before the big bright lights of Georgia and Bama and USC get to them. You know what I mean? Make mm -hmm. them feel like a priority. Make them feel like they are the the guy uh, that that you want to build the class around. And I think that's there's a lot of beauty in that, man. When you've got a, a potential, I'm not going to put stars on it, but a really really good in-state quarterback right here in the in the state mm -hmm. and Kane Archer for that same class, I think. Uh, when you can go out of state and get it started uh, with some big time star, star studded guys, I think it helps your case so much with the in state guys just from a perception deal. You know, uh, I think that really builds a lot of momentum. And, uh, you know, uh, right there at Greenwood, too, Cody Taylor is he's got Ole Miss, Kentucky offensive lineman there. So you think about Jackson Cantwell from Nixon, Missouri, a big time offensive lineman. I think he's number six in the country already, Trey, for 2026. The list goes on and on. They've had some really good ones uh, on campus already. Colton Yarborough came back to campus on July 29th. Uh, Shavar Young, Tyreek King, a couple of kids out of uh, Tennessee who have visited. There's a lot of names there that yeah. are probably going to be four and five. I'm not going to say five, but at least four-star types. And Man, that's, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what the next mm -hmm. two years holds, but that's a pretty good starting position right there. So I say all that to say just enjoy it while you've got it. That publicity is really good for you, and I think it can uh, it can carry over to other kids too. I had another kid. Uh, I'll throw this in there. I had a kid yesterday who's got a bunch of offers. I don't want to misspeak here, but uh, he told me he's thinking about Arkansas. 2026, uh, he's seen the first couple of commitments, and he – he admitted. He said, "Hey, I've I've got to admit it's it's got me thinking a little bit." So, hey, they've got some momentum in that class, and uh, I think it's a really good good start for them. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. I saw the tweet. It looked like a like a scratching your scratching your chin kind of thing in response to uh, um, one of the commitments. Oh, I, I'm not aware of that, but that could be him. If yeah. I if I haven't seen the tweet, it could be. So, uh, Danny West joining us again. You can follow him at Danny West 24-7. Danny is the Hog Sports Recruiting Analyst. Most of his content is VIP, so you do need a VIP subscription. Hog Sports is 30% off or just $1 right now for your first month at HAWGsports.com. Just to give people an idea a little bit about these last two commitments, Tay Lockett, there was an article from, I believe it was Greg Biggins, who does uh, you know mm -hmm. more of the recruiting stuff out in the Pacific area, uh, Pacific Coast. Uh, 
but he was one of like five guys that just missed the initial top 100 ranking for the class of 2026. Uh, so they've only ranked 100 guys for the class of 2026, obviously, because it's so far out. Bear McWhorter has offers from obviously Arkansas, but Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Texas. I mean, you keep going and going. I mean, this guy has a big-time offer list too. So, Danny, we're coming up on Western Carolina. The game's Saturday. It's noon. It's a tricky deal with recruiting for this for this game because you can you can bring recruits in, but you can't have any kind of communication with them. Obviously, you're not showing them around campus or anything. So, what do you know about this weekend's visitors? Uh, I wouldn't expect a whole heck of a lot. Um, you know, I was reading this morning. I think the article was last year, maybe even two years ago. But uh, the Georgia guys, our good friends over in Athens, they were interviewing Kirby Kirby Smart a couple of years ago about this topic. I think they played. Well, it was probably the Florida game in Jacksonville, is what it was. And somebody asked him about it. He's, you know, he didn't hold back. He was like, "I think it's stupid. What's the point?" Uh, we can just leave a ticket at the gate for them. Can't mm-hmm. talk to them. Can't have anybody out there to hand them the ticket. Nothing. I mean, what's you know, it, just give them a, a game ticket. That's the extent of it. So, yeah. man, I they've got a whole heck of a lot more to worry about nowadays with NIL and transfer sure. and all of that. But at some point, man, I'd like to see them address that, which, of course, uh, I think uh, a lot of teams are starting to get away from neutral sites and playing off campus just for – money reasons but so it could just kind of take care of itself but yeah man i don't know there's got to be something they can do um, you know what i think is also stupid Danny? It up, so. like with college, you talk about things that you know stupid in college football like obviously you know not being able to really host recruits and suffer that game and talk to them uh, mm-hmm. did you watch the week zero games did you watch any yeah yeah i watched a few what a crappy slate of games FIU. Crappy. Yeah, it was awful like i mean if i understand like having like hey get you know getting your mouth watered for for college football here's a taste with the week zero games but give us some games i mean those games were i mean very close to dropping an s word (laughs) but they were (laughs) you wouldn't do that they were you wouldn't i've come close plenty of times (laughs) but i mean like i'm sitting there waiting like for vanderbilt and hawaii like it's you know the national championship game you know and then it gets weather delayed and it's just like Mm -hmm. Jeez, I mean, it just and it felt yeah. like watching a high school game with the stadium, the whole environment, yep. thing. Just a terrible. Like, I understand having week zero. Let's get some quality games there. Just ridiculous slate. Just terrible, terrible slate of games. You know what would happen then, though, Trey? All those teams that we're hating on right now, they would move up to week negative one, I guess, because they they take that week as their week. You know, they never get seen, so I think they all try to start. Sure. Notre Dame being an outlier, obviously. Uh, it was a different deal playing in Dublin, wherever the world it was. Yeah, but and here it was delayed. Most of those teams, it's – it's. Uh, yeah, I couldn't even watch stupid, it. But, I, I was, mm-hmm. like, trying to figure out where the game was, and I was like, you know, I saw the score, and then it comes on at, you know, <laughs> 3.30 or something. I couldn't even find USC, could you? I no, find I never found television. it. Television. Do better. I was looking for them. Like, what kind of soft yeah. opening is that? Soft opening is my new term this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the uh, what the fix is there, but as far as recruiting, uh, getting back to it for for Little Rock, I'm not expecting a whole lot. Now I'm sure they're going to have some guys show up. Haven't really gotten a whole lot of names yet, to be honest with you. And I'm not expecting a great list, but mm-hmm. that's the extent of it, man. You can just bring them and, and tell them to go to Will Call, I guess, pick up their ticket. But yeah, um, go to Will Call, it. have fun, talk to you later. At least they won't be as hot. Yeah. All right, Danny. Anything 12, else to add? 12 o'clock. No, that's it, buddy. I think uh, next week we, we should start seeing some uh, visitors. But shaping up like that, the one in two weeks, uh, a little over two weeks, BYU coming to town, I, I think that's going to end up being a pretty good one for them yep. as far as recruits on campus. So should be a little bit better next week. And then uh, BYU, they, they ought to have a pretty good turnout. Yep. All right, brother. Appreciate you. You got it, man. See you. All right, everybody. That's Danny West. Again, follow Danny at Danny West 24-7. You need a VIP subscription to read his content. Earlier today, I was at the Sam Pittman press conference and thought I'd play a little bit of it for you. He's talking just a little bit about recruiting and transfer portal and managing things. Uh, 
you know, just a few other things. Obviously, the game this weekend is at noon, so keep that in mind. But here's a couple of the highlights from Sam Pittman today. I do. I mean, there are because, in all honesty, we really don't know who's going to run out with the ones. If there are or, we know they're going to play a lot of ball for us. Uh, but um, – in all honesty, we haven't decided who's going to run out there. Now, we've decided what positions and all that, but there's a few of them that uh, either via injury, uh, are they going to be back in time for Saturday's game? Uh, maybe it is, uh, you know, with moving some kids, you know, like Snacks has moved from hog to corner to, uh, you know, where Jaden Johnson and, and Hudson Clark are. Very, very close battle right there. So. Um, we really don't know today exactly uh, in some of those positions who we're going to run out there with the ones yet. But we know that group that we – if they're an or, we trust them and uh, they're going to play a lot of football. Who runs out there first uh, probably in most most cases has been decided not in all. Within a year of you becoming a head coach here, you had three things happen. Uh, COVID, transfer portal, NIL, all hit. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, uh, how does that, how, how did you deal with all that, you know, as a head coach when all three of those hit you in one short span and there's no booklet on how to get prepared for that kind of stuff? I rely on my staff, you know, until we talk it out. I, I'm not quick with decisions. You know, I try to, um, take my time and think about it, um, Always it's what's best for the kids. Um, but my biggest concern in all that was separation of the team. You know, uh, NIL was a separation of the team. Portal, to be honest with you, was a separation of the team. Um, COVID, not necessarily, you know, but it did separate you from the team. Uh, so, you know, culture to me is a big thing. And the the two hottest topics of separating the team, the culture is NIL and certainly the portal. So um, I've changed. I've made mistakes. Uh, I've changed in the fact that, you know, we tell the kids we don't want anybody to go in the portal. And, uh, you know, before we just never really addressed it until they came into my office. Uh, but now, you know, if we've signed them, we don't want them to leave. And, uh, so I think that's helped our culture a little bit. Um, the NIL is certainly something that, you know, if you pay, if somebody making this much money and somebody else isn't, you know, uh, certainly there's a possibility of separation. Uh, but we don't seem to have too big of a problem with it right now. Your transfer portal numbers going into the season and how you felt like you really hit on transfer portal guys. Um, do you have any worries that, when you add that many, that there could be issues in the locker room or just anything like that when you're yeah. dealing with that many? Yeah, I do, except for at our place, um, you know, they have to earn everything they get. They're just a part of the team, and they're like everybody else. They, you know, I, again, I think uh, not not that Jaden Hazelwood didn't deserve to start for us. He didn't earn the right to start the first day of spring practice. I made a mistake. Uh uh, so I tried to learn from those things, and I think as long as the kids are earning what they get, I think the entire team's fine with it. Um, but I made that mistake, and, and I love Hazelwood. It's not his fault. Uh, we put him with the ones the first day, and that, that was a mistake. Well, Sam Pittman there. By the way, I was looking at the Bet Saracen app during that break, and – Arkansas, they've already got the game moved to noon on the app, but uh, Arkansas is a 34-and-a-half point favorite still to take Western Carolina. Let me know in the comments, what do you like? Do you like Arkansas on that one? That's five touchdowns over Western Carolina. Another game I noticed at 11 o'clock, um, this may be the big in-state game, Arkansas State uh, versus undeserving number 20 Oklahoma. Uh, Arkansas State is plus 35-and-a-half there also, so – Oklahoma State, excuse me, Oklahoma favored by over five touchdowns against Arkansas State. It's a couple of notice, notable, notable in-state games. I'm not really sure how I'm going to travel now because I was planning on driving like day of, but now it means I have to, you know, wake up super early and, you know, 
travel day of, so I may end up going Friday now down to Little Rock for the game. So I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I got some time to decide, I guess. All right. Where do we want to go? You guys want to talk to Andrew Ellis? We haven't had Andrew on in a while. Andrew has been grinding like crazy covering fall camp. He's been there every day just like I have, watching all the press conferences. He's got a good a feel for this team as anybody right now. Andrew, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Trey B. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's game week. There's a twinkle in my eye. I feel good. How about you? Uh, I'm really excited to have real things to talk about and not just kind of picking what we can from a 20-minute practice and mm-hmm. trying to read between the lines of what coaches say. I'm ready to have real actual stats, real actual footage, real actual everything to take in and analyze and all that. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's you get to the point, you know, it's it, we, we you know come storming out of the gates with fall camp practice. Everything's, you know, new. There's new faces and stuff. And then – and by the end of it, you've written every story three times, you know, in a different kind of way with different quotes and stuff. So we need some different kind of content uh, to discuss. What are you looking forward to most seeing Saturday, even though it's not a big-name opponent? And Arkansas hasn't – it's not like Arkansas set the world on fire last year against, as Sam Pittman says, the non-logo teams. Uh, but what are you looking forward to most in this in this opener, aside from having generally some fresh content? Yeah, I think for me it just comes down to just how many – newcomers there are on each side of the ball that are not only just going to be making their debuts but how many newcomers make up key parts of the offense and defense i mean you just look at the depth chart today i mean just about half of the two deep two deep is either a young guy or a transfer or transfer or just someone who hasn't played a ton and so or at least not at arkansas and so it's it's gonna be really interesting to just see what all these guys look like in a razorback uniform i'm not expecting uh the most ruckus atmosphere of all time there in little rock and I don't think Arkansas is either. Especially uh, with I, I the time change. Yeah, especially with the time change. And, I, you know, I think part of with that time change, people were upset about it. They, they wanted it to be night. I don't, I don't think it was going to be this awesome atmosphere, even if it was at night. So I don't mm-hmm. think there was really any incentive to move it back unless you're just really, really wanting to avoid the heat. But I thought it, I thought it was interesting, you know, the whole – conversation around that and how many people were upset about it i just i think they just want to get uh, get this over with as quickly as they can get back in fayetteville and get onto the real show um mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's going to be too much drama involved in the actual game i was a little surprised when i saw how how well western carolina played on offense last year i really did not expect to see some of those numbers that i saw when i was looking at it but you know ultimately i think this is a take care of business game i don't expect there to be anything weird going on in terms of arkansas needing to you know, play their starters the entire four quarters and really grind it out like they did with Missouri State last year. I think this is a, a little bit different of a situation, different team. And I, I just think Arkansas, there, there shouldn't be any drama. And I, I want to see Arkansas just look crisp, have the newcomers make their first impressions and just have a simple, easy day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of what I've outlined for it, Andrew, is, is just kind of like come out, you know, go to work, just march down the field up and down, stop them over and over again. And then you go into the halftime and you kind of treat it like, okay, this is how we want to make sure we come out at halftime for, you know, every game, almost like a rehearsal. And you send the starters out for, you know, one or two series, let them get a touchdown, and then hopefully get a lot of young guys some action. Andrew, you went eight and four, four and four in conference. We did our predictions this week. You went eight and four, four and four in conference. I also went eight and four, four and four in conference. Curtis went eight and four, four and four in conference. Danny West is the only one. He's the darling of Razorback fans today with a nine and three, five and three prediction. Why did you end up going eight and four? And that's kind of, I mean, obviously that's what I think too. Like people, listen to us talk about the team and we'll say positive stuff and they're like I'm not buying into the hype and stuff but here we are going eight and four four and four average SEC team at worst yeah you know I I really think if you take it game by game and you really sit there and think about should Arkansas win this game or not I think you can really talk yourself into a lot even more than eight you know I I really think like oh yeah I was sitting there with the A&M game and I'm just like no question I was like, man, I think Arkansas probably could win this one. You know, Ole Miss game is one I think I picked them to win. And I, you know, I started looking at Ole Miss's schedule, which kind of drove me to that one. And mm. I just think if you go game by game, you sit there and you're like, man, I kind of, I kind of like Arkansas in this one. You, know, you go through it, but as we all know, this thing just never plays out that way. The team that's supposed to win, I'd say, wins about half the time in college football. I mean, it's just not a reliable formula. It's just the way we look at these things preseason just never end up playing out that way. And I think that Arkansas is in the same tier of 
good that a lot of SEC teams are. A lot of those teams in their same division. So I think that there's just not a ton of separation between a lot of these teams. I mean, like A&M, Ole Miss, teams like that that I mentioned. And so I just think it's unrealistic to expect Arkansas to win all of those close games or lose all those close games. I think that we're all just kind of trying to find the right balance of not picking them to go too high, not too low or anything. And so I have them losing to Auburn at home, which is one that I'm sure is going to upset a lot of people. But I also could very easily see them winning that game by two touchdowns mm-hmm. and losing to Ole Miss on the road or losing A&M or just go, so on and so forth. I think there's there's a lot of those kind of coin flick. You're just trying to pick balance. I mean, like, I, look, I can look at everything, and I think you'd agree with me, Andrew, that Arkansas has a shot at all of it. Like, to me, this is the best Arkansas team and the worst Florida team that will ever match up in Gainesville. Like, at, at this point, you know, to, the, to date. This is the best Arkansas team Arkansas has ever sent to Florida, in my opinion. They have a chance to win that one, you know. Uh, like, you may – and I kind of did the same thing, picking Auburn, you know, because – and I kind of based it around – at first, just kind of basing it around, you know, Auburn uh, has got all this time to prepare. Their schedule shapes up pretty well. They have a – then they have a pretty, you know, brutal slate of games. Like, you'd like to get Auburn like a month earlier, really. But uh, but I, I ended up going back and changing, and I actually picked Arkansas to lose Missouri, and everybody's, you know, up in arms because I picked that one. But at the same time, you know, I picked them to win games that they're not going to be favored to win also, you know, just kind of like give one you're not supposed to, lose one you're not supposed to. I picked Arkansas to beat Missouri each of the last seven years, and uh, six of those times they've lost to Missouri. So I just kind of changed the mojo up. But that's what we we're kind of looking for, you know, here – is just some balance, but Arkansas can win. They can, they can, they can win every game on the schedule. You now things might have to go right against Alabama and, and things like that. But I mean, don't you agree that they've got a shot in every one of these games? No, absolutely. And I mean, like, I think LSU is a team that people view very highly, and I, that's one of those. Like, if that game were in Fayetteville, I would have a hard time not picking Arkansas right. to win it. You know, I just, I really think that there's not a as much separation between those two teams as. Maybe some people think, but I also think with Arkansas fans, I think there's not as much separation between Arkansas and some of the teams that Arkansas fans seem to think that they should be beating every year. You know, like I think the, the Mississippi State game, I had Arkansas winning that one handily, but it's like, you know, weird stuff happens. I mean, we, we just, we you know, we never know how these teams are really going to look when the season comes around. We don't know how the situations are going to play out, what injuries and so on and so forth. And so I think we approached it similar to, you know, we, we kind of, we have an idea of, what we think Arkansas can do and kind of the level they stack up on in the SEC. And I just think that they're, you know, the SEC is always good every year, but it seems like the last, this, the last couple of years of the transfer portal, all these teams have kind of risen to a very similar level. Mm-hmm. And so I just think we're, they're all going to beat up on each other and that's just the way it's going to play out. And so I think Arkansas, you know, like you said, has a chance to win a lot of these games. I mean, you can make an, an argument for all of them. And, you know, I'm sure that's what some people are reading our predictions and they're, you know, so mad about this game and all this, but it's like, you know, you can really take a lot of these and probably interchange them a little bit, but, but I agree with you that I think Arkansas is kind of in that, that's the tier I view them in and kind of that eight and four on the brink of nine and three. And I think if things go right, Arkansas could absolutely go on a run that not many people expect. And, you know, I really think it's crazy looking, you know, cause I, I talk to people around here and I, I've, I get those same feels of eight and four, seven and five, nine and three, but Arkansas's win total on Beth Saracen is still six and a half. And so mm-hmm. nationally, you kind of see what Arkansas is viewed as and kind of the, the level some think they are. And so we'll, we'll kind of just see when the season gets here, you know, what, where Arkansas is able to rise to. I found it interesting. We also kind of all were very similar with our score predictions. Aside from really the Missouri game, you have Arkansas just stomping Eli Drinkowitz and the Missouri Tigers 34-14, which I, I love to see that. But did you see, did you happen to see Eli Drinkwitz on Marty and McGee when they were like when we were waiting for the Vanderbilt game? When he goes through and I, identifies, I watched, he's talking about all the guitars they've got hanging on the wall, and he's like, "That's a Fender, or whatever, you know, all these different." And I don't know guitars, but somebody who did, and then he's like, "You don't, you guys don't know nothing about these guitars, do you?" You know, kind of like mm-hmm. just talking like Eli Drinkwitz does. And uh, but somebody on our board broke that down. He's like, he misidentified every all three of these guitars. <laughs> exactly like he's <laughs> an expert, but he misidentified according to to this guy anyway. I just thought that was funny, but. Uh, yeah, I know. I saw your thirty-four fourteen pick over Missouri, and it's in Fayetteville. I just, I was just kind of trying to change the mojo up. You know, you you know me, Andrew. You know how I think about things, like taking different paths, and oh, yeah. maybe if I got a good parking spot all week at you know the university, that's a good sign that things are going. If I go into the game and it's all green lights, and it's nice and easy travel, then those are always good signs to me. Like 
I know it's stupid, but it's just how I am. Yeah, well, and the beauty of what we do is we always reserve the right to change our minds. So when the season gets here, oh, yeah. the, the, the game, the week of the game predictions come out, you could pick Arkansas to beat Missouri 52 to nothing and then kind of cover your bases both ways. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm probably going to do plenty of that throughout <laughs> yeah, the season. Absolutely. I mean, I changed my mind 10 times before, like just doing it last night, changed my, my, my mind 10 times on some of these games. And I'm sure when the, the game rolls around a game week, I'm going to do the same thing. But another thing I, I try to do with my predictions is, Everyone always picks close games. They think there's going to be 12 close games, and they're like, oh, well, Arkansas probably three or four points better than this team, three or four. And it's just like sometimes teams just show up yeah. and just bring it to someone, you know. And I think of like Arkansas's game against Ole Miss last year. I feel like those kind of performances, it's going to happen with this Arkansas team where there's, they're going to find a week where maybe they catch an opponent at the right time or whatever, and they just bring it to someone. Yeah. But we saw the Liberty game. We saw the Auburn game the year before in 2021 where it's like, you just don't show. You, you don't put your best product out there on the field every week, and so it's not going to surprise me if any of these teams that I have them projected to lose to is able to kind of get the upper hand and bring it to them. So mm-hmm. I just think that that's the beauty of this stuff is that we make all these predictions, but in reality, there's just so much that can happen. And any anyone who's trying to act like they really know what to expect from all of these teams in the SEC is just is just lying to themselves. Yep. All right, Andrew. Appreciate you. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to uh, game week. See you. Uh, see you next week. Well, I'll see you today at practice. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Later, brother. All right, everybody. That's Andrew Ellis. Again, you can follow Andrew at Andrew Ellis 24-7 on Twitter. If you haven't taken a moment to follow the guy, I mean, this is one of the up-and-comer media guys covering Razorback Athletics. Does a great job for us. He's been with us for two years now, and his star is just rising. So make sure you go to Twitter and follow him, and you can read all of his content at hogsports.com. Again, H-A-W-G sports.com. What now? What do you want to talk about now? Andrew did some poll questions, also did 10 poll questions where you can go on the, on the site and, and pick different things. Kerwin Bell is the head coach. Western Carolina, they are purple and I guess that would be gold. Purple and gold. He's been around a bit. He's been uh, at Jacksonville. Several nine-win seasons. One, two, three, four nine-win seasons, including one ten-win season in, in 2010. Excuse me. At Valdosta State. Valdosta State's always got a good program. Went 14-0, and won the NCAA Division II championship at Valdosta State in 2018. 4-7 last year. 6-5, and five, excuse me, 4-7 and seven his first year in 2021. 6-5 last year. Now, what's notable about 6-5 and five at Western Carolina is they've never won more than seven games all the way back to 1984 when they went 8-3. In 1983 – they finished second in the one double A playoffs. They finished as runners up. They had eleven and three record, one tie. I guess they were doing ties still, but yeah, it's eighty three. Obviously, you do ties. Uh, what did they stop doing ties in ninety six? Something like that. So, Kerwin Bell, he's a pretty well known guy, actually. You know, um, in coaching circles, we don't know just a whole lot. Like guys, I've looked around Twitter and stuff, and there's not any there's not any media really covering Western Carolina. Uh, they've done they like do like mock press conferences because there's not really any media there. but they're going to do something for us Tuesday. We're going to have opportunity to speak with him so look for that at Hog Sports. but we will have an opportunity to speak with Kerwin Bell and uh, and talk a little bit about about his team that he's bringing to Little Rock again two excuse me again 12 o'clock game in Little Rock. It has been moved from 3 o'clock. I know that impacts. The best thing about Little Rock is the tailgating and then going into the stadium after that. Some of you guys don't even go into the stadium, and I know that impacts um, a lot of the fun by having it later, but it is going to be humid. Maybe don't maybe don't schedule a September, early September game in Little Rock at 3 o'clock you know, <laughs> in the future. Maybe wait a little bit later. It's obviously going to be hotter and more humid in Little Rock than it is up here. Not that it's so bad in Little Rock. I'm from Sheridan. I didn't even think it was that bad. When I'd go to Georgia, good Lord, the gnats and the humidity, I don't understand why anybody. Nothing. There's great people in south-central Georgia. But, man, brutal weather.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Curtis is even doing, I'm just looking at some of our content. He recently did an Arkansas projected basketball depth chart. I guess he wanted to step out for a minute and do something different. If you want to do something different, you should consider trying out Ozarks Go. If you're disappointed with your internet service, I promise you, my personal experience is these guys have been fantastic. Fantastic from the day they came and installed it. The, the upload speed, all that. I've got my TVs hardwired in. I don't think my TVs can handle more than a 1,000 megabits per second, but that's what they're pulling, $999, $999 hardwired in. My computer wirelessly, it pulls probably about 600 megabits per second up and down. It's like that. This is streaming on it right now. We're streaming in high definition, and uh, it's going smooth, isn't it? But we don't ever have any downtime. It's never like, Dad, you know, why is the internet not working, my phone or whatever? 245. Speaking of daughter, getting ready to come home from school. That's what that alarm is. So, anyway, go try us out at Ozarks Go. You're going to be pleased you did. It's a great service. It's a great rate. It's a great company. It's local. They offer gigabit service. They offer all different kinds, but you know, several tiers of, of speed. But their gigabit service is great for most people. Great, like out of this world for most people. If you're like me and you're always like, you know. Everybody in the house, you know, everything's running on internet. You don't ever want to worry. You got your Alexas or your, um, you know, your Apple HomePods all over the place. You're playing music all the time. You're on your phone, computer, need fast internet, multi-bit. It's like 2,500 megabits. Like, even if you don't have the stuff, because I have like access points throughout my house also. And even if you don't have, and they're like, graded for a uh, you know a thousand megabits per second but even those are optimized to another level even though they don't quite reach up to that they're optimized to another level to where it's just like whoosh. you know and especially like i mentioned with my computer you know it, it, it's a mac it doesn't have any ethernet port i can't hardwire it in so it's always going to be wi-fi and i mean it it hums it's nice upload speed this video when i upload it it's fast Ozarks Go, been very pleased with them. Again, I was a, a customer well before they ever decide to do any advertising with me. And when they reached out to me, I was like, man, I would love to tell everybody about Ozarks Go. It's just, it's it's a great service. Something I believe in. You know, I like to, like to endorse companies I believe in. And they're local, just like us. All right, everybody. We've gone 45 minutes here. Should I check and see if you got any interesting questions? We can check. I can find my page. There we go. All right, let's see if we got only good questions today. Landon Montgomery says, besides Bama, who could win the West this year? Arkansas and LSU? Texas A&M? Ole Miss? And that's it. Nick Headley says, what one guy are you most excited to see this year, excluding KJ or Rocket? I always like new guys. You know, we're obviously, you know, heavy team coverage, but we also dedicate a lot of our coverage to recruiting and transfer portal and all that stuff. I'm excited to see those receivers. I want to see, like, Isaac Tesla, Andrew Armstrong. I don't know who's going to – I think it's possible that a different guy could lead them in catches, lead them in touchdowns, and lead them in receiving yards. I think it could be a different guy in all those categories. So, really anxious, excuse me, to see those guys. Um, yeah, the wide receivers for me, that's 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 what I'm anxious to see. I want to see this defensive line. Is it as good as I think it's going to be? Are they as good up front as I think they're going to be? You know, we talked to probably like 40 players this fall camp, like 40 players, 10 coaches, 10 assistant coaches, 11 coaches total, 11 coaches, like 40 players. That's wild. That's a lot. Nick Headley says, I answered that, Nick. Uh, Doyle Bulger says, do you think they will rotate the players more this year with the improved depth? I think on the defensive line you're going to see a good good rotation. 
otherwise, you know, I think linebacker, I always say, you know, 60% of the snaps for your starting defensive line, 70% for your linebackers, 80% for your secondary. I don't think that's a bad strategy. Offense, obviously, you just rotate wide receivers and running backs mostly, tight ends. Landon says, I thought Crawford O-line would be a starter. Did something change? No, Braun's been pretty much since the spring, it's been Braun at right guard. And Crawford's been working right tackle, right guard. I think I think Crawford is their sixth man. You know, maybe it's Andrew Chambly if they need a left tackle. But I think any other spot, it's pro- unless it's center, it'll be uh, Amari Wiggins most likely. But other than that, I think it, it's Takias is their, their next guy. for. I think Takias for three spots, Amari Wiggins for center, Chambly for left tackle. But Chambly could obviously start game one. I think he might just because he's been in there so long with um, Devon Manuel's had two different issues, got better from one, then immediately had another one. Cody L. James says, subscribe to Hog Sports and let's get the starters out early. <laughs> Absolutely. And subscribe. Go ahead and subscribe. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and hit the notifications bell on YouTube. You know you just keep forgetting to do it, so go ahead and do it real quick. Shane Harville says, I pictured Cam Ball being a starter the way everyone talked about him. Are you surprised him being second team? I'm not surprised with anything on the defensive line because I do think it's going to be a pretty steady rotation. I think when everything shakes out, I, I kind of think in Cam Ball and Tank Booker. I think those are maybe the guys with the most talent. But I'm not surprised to see them go with like Torian Carter, you know, seniors and stuff. Eric Gregory, those guys are returning players from last year. I'm not terribly surprised to see that, no. Okay. David Gates says, got to disagree with you on never returning a kick. Sure, on average, you might get a few yards less, but you give up the opportunity to get a big return. Those big returns carry over and gives you extra momentum. Look at what USC just did. So, I I appreciate that, David, and you're certainly welcome to disagree. Um I look back at it, you know, like over time, over the years, how things have shaken out. You know, I didn't just like say that. I like did research. I look back at last year, and basically the way I broke it down is every single kick should not have been returned. A.J. Green averaged like 15 yards per return. Every single kick should not have been returned except for like two, and it was just because of the way they were kicked. A lot of times sky kicks end up being – you know, done that way intentionally so the return king can get down in coverage. But most of the time, Arkansas hurt itself by not returning uh, the kick and sometimes hurt itself, you know, pretty significantly. We're backed up pretty good. So a lot of things can go wrong when you decide to return a kick, not just returning the kick and, you know, coming up short. You know, injuries often happen in kickoff return also, but also penalties, man. I can't count how many times that Arkansas pulled it out and they get, you know, a holding penalty and they get backed up because of that on top of it. Um, so unless you've got somebody now, I will say that add that caveat, unless you've got somebody who's just ridiculously talented returning kicks, then I think, I think you take the fair catch and you just take the ball to 25 every time every rule has been changed. I mean, going back to 2010, you know, uh, when they moved the, the kickoff from the 35 to the 30 or excuse me, from the 30 to the 35. So that they have more kick going into the end zone. Next thing they do is outlaw wedge blocking in 2013. You know, and then they add all this stuff with being able to fair catch it, move to 25. Every single thing they've done has been an effort to um, to get that changed, to get people to stop doing it. It's just make it ceremonious. Uh, Ken Rita Smith says, no sound. It's interesting because everybody else seems to be getting sound, Ken Rita. So I would say either unplug your headphones from your device that you don't have put in your ears or turn your volume up. Jerry Sanders says, what if I told you Jukebox Hero was more than a song. ESPN 30 for 30, how Sam Pittman brought the Rangers back back to promised land. That might be an SEC storied, maybe not a 30 for 30. Pitter's reserved, but you can tell he's excited about this team. Can his team finally beat the odds? His Landon Montgomery. Understand, people, that I've said eight and four, okay? I absolutely think this team can do better than that. I absolutely think they can win 10. I would be more surprised if they won six or yeah I would say I'd be more surprised to see them win six than I would to be see it to see them win 10 I think that you should take the over if you're going to bet on six and a half I would take the over don't come back at me and say hey you told me to do that and it's up to you but if you're on the bet Saracen app they offer six and a half and seven and a half to win more money 
six and a half to me seems like pretty good, pretty good bet. And that's regular season. Landon says he's tired of getting overhyped in August just to be disappointed by October. The thing that gives me pause about it, again, is just the transfer portal. This is just such a weird year with, you know, right before college football playoffs or right before all this transition. Now, some teams have already transitioned from conference and stuff, but all this massive turnover is going to happen with college football landscape with all these teams leaving the Pac-12 and whatnot and Oklahoma and Texas coming over to the SEC and, you know, all these teams going into the Big Ten for the Pac-12 and going to the Big 12 from the Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever they're calling it, Pac-4. So, to me, it's just kind of like a – and it, and there's just so many transfers now. Like, it dwarfs what we saw last year from Transfer Portal. Arkansas brought in eight last year. This year they brought in – I think they have 17 now. I think they brought in 18 and ended up with 17. One guy quit. So, it's just it's, – it's, it's a weird year because the team looks so solid from a top-to-bottom standpoint in terms of depth and veteran. You know, it's a veteran, deep team. And most years, you look at that and say, 10 wins. If I'm looking at this most years in the past, you have a team like this four years ago, as I've said. Um, I'm going, there's a 10-win team. There's a 10-win Arkansas team. And if you're a 10-win Arkansas team, you're you know probably one of the top 12 or so teams in program history. But everybody else has the opportunity to reach in the transfer portal. Repeating myself still because we are – leading up to it. I've been repeating myself for like at least two and a half weeks now. Jonathan Mosley says, I'm not a fan of NIL, but because that's the direction of college football, when is Northwest Arkansas money going to start bringing in the best recruits in the country? They're, they're starting to make some headway. I mean, I don't, they, they, they're bringing in some guys that you wouldn't see. I mean, like we talked before, there are four players in the top two, four, seven that are committed to Arkansas right now. And I don't believe that's happened well, wait, not tip 247. I believe it's top 100. Yeah, it is. Let me think. Yep, there's four players in the top 24-7. Or excuse me, in the 24 There's four. I'm getting to the end of the show, and I'm hard, hard time talking. There's four players in the top 100 of the 24-7 sports ranking. Arkansas has never had, going back to 2010 when 24-7 started doing rankings, they've never had more than one. That's notable. NIL has been good for Arkansas football. NIL and Transfer Portal have both been really positive things for Arkansas football. I don't think there's any question at all about that. Brad Hodges says, Trey, do you think KJ will run less this year? I think that's the plan for him, but, man, they're so dangerous when he does run. Christian Davis says, Tank Booker going to be a good run stuffer this year. It looks like it to me. Carries about 350. It's kind of crazy to see him standing next to Ian Giffard, dude that's 6'4", 350, standing next to 6'5", 394. John Smith says, Trey, my audio keeps cutting out. Is it your show? Me? I guess you're the second one. I haven't seen anybody else having an issue with audio. There's another one. Flying to Denver this weekend, this Friday, so I can call the Hogs on Saturday. Looking forward to seeing the new older system with Coach Eno's back call in place. It will be, it won't be the same new old because they definitely changed a lot of things. Do you see Dean or Spence having decent impact this season? I think they will. I think actually Spence and Spence and um, uh, Sanford maybe at linebacker, and you know linebackers play a lot on special teams too. Hey Trey, what are your honest thoughts on Eli Drinkwitz? And now I did drop the phone earlier when I was. When I had uh, Andrew on, so maybe that was part of the problem. Hey, Trey, what are your thoughts on Eli, honest thoughts on Eli Drinkwitz and what does Missouri always seem to have our number? I think Arkansas has a hard time getting up for that game because they just think they're supposed to win. That's why I picked them to lose this time. That's why I'm changing the mindset right off the bat. Arkansas is going to lose to Missouri. Yeah, that's my pick. After picking them seven years in a row and seeing them lose six of those. So, my thoughts on Eli Drinkwitz. Um I don't. I don't mean to run anybody down. I just he's him and I would probably not be friends. He um, just kind of comes off as a tryhard a little bit to me. Kind of thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and wants everybody to know it. Uh, I don't. I just don't. Don't really like his face. 
13-0 national championship. I just said I don't like to run people down. I just did everything. Rodney Winkler says 13-0 national championship. T.J. Lewis says, I say seven wins for the season. Depending on if Arkansas can go 4-0 in September. If we go 4-0 in September, I have to say eight wins, maybe nine. Just have to wait and see any major changes have been made. Only time will tell. Tired of the same excuses over and over. Time for a win-win. There's a lot, a lot of different excuses, though. Does McAdoo get a medical red shirt? Yeah, he'll be able to medical. Okay. A lot of questions about Eli Drinkwitz. Chris Corley says high school games started late because of the heat. Says it's a wasted experience in Little Rock, maybe. Hogs going to win a national championship. A lot of national championship. Oh, might have a little loose cord here, guys. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's what it was. Shane Harville says he hadn't had any issues with the audio. Some of you guys need to get Ozarks Go on the other end because we are streaming in 1080, so a little bit different. All right, everybody, I want to thank you for joining me. If you haven't signed up at Hogs Force, take a moment to do so. I really like the theme of the day is the YouTube channel. Just take a moment and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You're going to watch the show, right? I know a lot of you are watching on Facebook right now, and I appreciate you being followers of the Facebook page with 90,000 other Razorback fans. But if you haven't taken a moment, then I would go ahead and do that. For those of you who are interested in Ozarks Go, be sure to go to ozarksgo.net slash H-A-W-G, ozarksgo.net slash hog, 479-684-4900 for Ozarks Go. Great internet. They're reaching out further in northwest Arkansas. I think they've got their um, their service out in Rogers now. Uh, if you get Ozarks Electric, then – you probably, uh, you know, if that's an option for you, then you probably be able to get Ozarks Go as well. Super pleased. Wouldn't tell you if I didn't believe that. All right, everybody. We'll be back with you guys on Thursday for the Primer, Saturday for the Walk and Talk. I want to thank Danny West for joining us, Andrew Ellis as well. Appreciate all you guys for hopping in, all of our subscribers out there, of course. And um, we'll be back with you guys soon. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. Next time.